0: Oh, hi, it's James Van Osdell. I'm sitting here in my car, in an alley, getting ready to do Car Con Carnage tonight. And I, I can't believe it took me this long. I've been doing this podcast for going on eight years. And to date, I've never really figured out the beverage situation. I've never really had good beverages as we eat and talk in my car. It's kind of embarrassing that I never quite figured it out. But it occurred to me, tonight's guest and I are going to be eating pizza in the car. It really, there's only one thing you should be drinking when you're eating pizza. It's beer. But this is a car-based podcast. We're in the car. It's Car Con Carney. You can't drink beer in a car, obviously. But you can drink Heineken Zero. It's such a... Again, I'm embarrassed. I can't believe it. Can't believe it took me this long to come up with this very logical solution, very delicious solution. We're gonna drink Heineken Zero in the car. That's what you do when you want to drink beer. But you don't want to drink alcohol for whatever reason. So I'm in the car getting ready to record Carcon Carne. I've got my Heineken Zero. We're ready to roll. It's Carcon Carne. This is like a TV commercial when you're looking at the cheese <laughs> Uh Welcome to Carcone Carney. I'm James Van Osdell. The show is brought to us this week by Siren Records in McHenry. We're recording this on a Friday night. We're recording this on Friday the 23rd? it's definitely a friday <laughs> it's definitely a friday anyway the point is tomorrow night at siren records in mchenry tijuana tijuana hercules performing live in the store in the store i love in-store performances the world is snapping back into place in stores are a thing again uh, go check out tijuana hercules out at siren records or if you can't make it tomorrow night just stop by whenever pick yourself up a cool new record or a cool old record or a
1: cassette you still listen to cassettes when I, ha- when I have time and equipment and uh, D-cell batteries, yeah.
0: Right. Hey, that's John Carruthers over there, the man behind Crust fund Pizza, the man behind Pizza for Everyone. How's that for a vi- Thank you for bringing something for show and tell oh, today.
1: you're welcome. Uh, did you, did you, your record store people know that I'm a McHenry uh, native? I don't know if they knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Mm-hmm. It comes up a lot. McHenry, a proud McHenry native. I just, yeah. Did, I did a little like, oh, when you uh, said that. Have you ever done laps around the Volo Bog? Uh, we all have diarrhea from time to time, and that's not really what we're here to talk about. <laughs> all right, so before
0: we get into this unbelievably cool book, Pizza for Everyone, uh, let's explain, let's re explain Crust Fun Pizza, because there's a pizza sitting on your lap. Not only is there a pizza sitting on your lap, it is hot out of the oven, legitimately made minutes ago.
1: I'm mean, going to need skin grafts on my thighs. You will. And it's but, okay, though, because the underlying it. muscle is like, mm, <laughs> we good. It. Uh, so, what is Crust Fun Pizza? Crust Fund Pizza is the world's shadiest pizza restaurant. Uh, I sell pies through my Instagram, all money goes directly to Chicago nonprofits in that I do not take any money, you give it to them and screenshot it to me and then I fulfill pizza once a month to a bunch of lucky community-minded folks.
0: That's it. So you you've perfected it during the pandemic really. You perfected the art of started
1: started in August 2020, I had just finished my 12th month of doing this. Oh my gosh. So you perfected you, you were you were we're an enthusiast. You, you're obviously a great
0: cook. You've written a couple of cookbooks prior to this, um, but you really were driven to perfect Chicago thin crust pizza.
1: Yeah, and I really appreciate you using the word, uh, you know, enthusiast as opposed to obsessive. <laughs> well, I mean, we all needed to throw ourselves into something. Yeah. During the pandemic, what what a cool thing!
0: So you learned how to perfect the art of thin crust pizza you, you from the sauce to the crust to the the right ingredients and you've been making them i'm, I'm going to try to hold this up john others of crust fund pizza i mean you yeah, know we have pizza boxes and everything this is you, legit. you know this is legit because mm-hmm. look at the pizza box so because you're not a restaurant because you're not licensed as a restaurateur you just make these things and in exchange for the promise that someone will pledge to or donate to a, a laudable local charity you give them pizza
1: yeah and you know Part of that is just that I don't want to handle any money myself. This is a right. money-allergic thing. Part of it is we all saw that Tamale Guy got super-carened up in River North, and uh, no one wants Karend. that to happen to a... a Tamale, Tamale Guy's ten times the food maker I am, but like we're all he got we're super all aware. He got super He got super-carened. Karen summoned the other Karens, and then mm-hmm. it was like... It was the, just, the coven. Yeah, it's like man, sure would hate if someone accidentally enjoyed a delicious tamale that wasn't paying taxes to the right people. <laughs> right, bunch of a holes. So you've been doing this since August. Mm-hmm. My God, I, I know it seems. I know I, my, I do the my God a lot too. Because at this point, you can't quit it. No, but I
0: always said I wouldn't. Th- this is this is very quickly becoming institutionalized. If if in I,
1: oh, I like it. That's a good Repo Man soundtrack reference i love suicidal tendencies of <laughs> uh, that that first album of theirs holy crap yeah the uh but i honestly the first few pizzas those first few months sold out in like 10 minutes right mm-hmm. and i kind of assumed if i ever stopped doing this it would be by attrition you know mm-hmm. like people would be like all right all right we shut get up we know yeah. what you're doing mm-hmm. and they go in five minutes now and i don't I, I can't foresee a way out which is great because people donate a whole lot of money to people
0: and i, I would ask if your family is tolerant or patient or has been patient through the process but I know the answer and we'll get to the book in a second
1: yeah I mean yes now if you ever see me switch pickups to uh, you know like the townhouses behind the Walmart and McHenry you'll know <laughs> that they stopped being a little tolerant
0: <laughs> all right so you've got all kinds of different pizzas you've got your 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 favorites uh, let, let me run down a few yeah that were mentioned oh yeah notes dude Have you not done this with me before? Have you not seen me do this before? you You got to be prepared for I'm always surprised when
1: other people pay attention because I just drift through life like a cloud. There's nothing worse than doing an interview or a talk show for that matter
0: and not remembering what you were going to say. Because it happens. People's brains freeze. They get in a moment and they
1: forget where they need to pivot to. If I don't have notes... Well, sure, but I reckon it's people of note who object to that. You're literally sitting in an alley with an alley pizza, man. I don't think there's a whole big bar to clear. I, I take this seriously. I know. I know you do. Dude,
0: we're, we're like eight years into this
1: podcast. I I it's this nice. I'm saying it's nice to get the royal treatment. That's right. Next to my recycling and garbage cans.
0: Right. And this is a total. We are in a, an undisclosed Chicago alleyway right now. Redacted. Redacted. And this is a true Chicago alleyway. We're staring at a recycling bin which has one of the trademark rat holes. Squirrel holes. Squirrel. Everyone
1: thinks those rats. Those are squirrels. Rats can't climb like that.
0: Good point. Yeah, they're serious about getting to that recycling.
1: Squirrels are also more resourceful, which is how you know they hit a seam in the plastic.
0: Yes, yes. But this is, I mean, I lived actually not far from this undisclosed alley for many years. Nice. And
1: I think the city had to replace...
0: Two or three of my garbage cans in the time I spent
1: there. You want to know the real problem is, like, I could call for that, and they would bring one fairly soon because we got a real good alderman. The problem is, like, the way we are oriented in redacted is, uh, if it, we get one of those nice windstorm days which are not infrequent here mm-hmm. everyone down and up the block ends up with everyone else's right. garbage and recycling and i'm like i don't know man do i want to call for my recycling and then do i want to call for dana's recycling down the road and jim's recycling down the road like i'm not going to be the recycling hole police like let the squirrels have their fun let the squirrels have their fun all right so some of the different recipes there's the Kawabunga.
0: my which... fir- that was the special on my first menu Thin sliced pepperoni and dill pickles. Mm-hmm. Pickles are having a moment. Everywhere, Everywhere you look, I, I, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday, and there are all kinds of chips, chip flavors with pickles.
1: And you know, it, it's a thing that I might have had to sell in 2019, but they legalized it in 2020. No one's looking at pickles on pizza askance anymore.
0: <laughs> Good point. More like scare
1: the no, what? more like scare cut. Scare cut. That's, that's... it was that was the October. Okay. pizza. Okay. Oh, can I? I can, can I give your listeners a preview of what I have? I already have my name for October this October's pizza. Do you mean Rocktober? Rocktober. Yeah. Right. But so my my scary pizza name is going to be Tom's Killing. Like Oh, that's uh, so local. Yeah.
0: That's I love some more. Yeah. I
1: got a whole lot of interstate traffic here. <laughs> uh, all right, some more like scare cut.
0: Oh, that makes so much more sense. Uh, sliced charred Fresno or sweet peppers, pickled red onion, mm-hmm. goat cheese and mushrooms. That sounds amazing. That's it's a great vegetarian. Real nice. That sounds fantastic. Uh, crust the process again. Wordplay. Uh, Philly roast pork, broccoli, rob
1: and garlic. That sounds like a nice. That was really good. Just the straight up Philly roast pork. This was. I don't. We don't get political on this podcast, but this was oh. my love letter to a city that single-handedly flushed a big old racist down the toilet and it was so happy to see that play out on tv and i'm like look man we had our we we had our problems in the 2010 stanley cup but i love you yeah. forever yeah they they didn't lose with grace back of that one you know they haven't won with grace yet either so our- all right so
0: i i want to talk about this book i really do because it's mm-hmm. the coolest fucking thing i've read all year you've got hot pizza you made oh wait hang on <laughs> oh. Just so that the orders don't get confused in the John Carruthers kitchen, this one says JVO on the side. That's
1: true. Well, you, I, I know you like, you know, I'm an an—I'm I'm an epic deli appreciator. I know you like stuff named after you. Oh, stop it. Yes, <laughs> I, I do it all for vanity. It's just sausage, though. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh,
0: not a sorry thing. So Sa- yeah. I, I, I'm honestly surprised that things have played out tonight the way they have. Because in launching Crust Fund Pizza, you've been very clear that you are doing these pizzas for charity. You're not doing these for friends. You're not making these just for anyone who asks I tried to steer us to different locations mm-hmm. for tonight's recording I, I suggested I don't know what I, I suggested just, suggested just eating in the alley or hanging out in the
1: alley and you're like you know what I'll make a pizza I will i well I do it for people who don't ask that's the real key yeah
0: uh, uh, that's the secret
1: <laughs> yeah you, know, you try to work the angle get shut down every time you don't try to work the angle well, and I'll go out of my way i i was I was being
0: very conscious of not asking you and I'm like well we can go anywhere I don't Care. Yeah. we could have
1: gone to Taco Bell again like we did that one time oh man I still dream about that chicken chalupa it's not bad it's not just not bad I remember meeting you thinking this is gonna be horrifying mm-hmm. and then we were just sitting here you know like glancing at each other and it was like a movie moment where I was just like wait is this good uh-huh. is something happening in my heart like <laughs> but it was the taco it wasn't you no offense all right so let's open this I, I, yeah. I you made this from scratch I don't want to let any of this go to waste. I've been following your journey. Nachos and lager is your Instagram account. It sure is. Pop it open there. Okay. This is going to be a two-man job. It's a very large pizza. <laughs> oh my lord! Look at this. That's. I hope that. Hold it. It's a shame that there's not an app that can let people smell fennel. I, oh yes. Look at this. Oh, the the sausage looks and smells
0: perfect John Carruthers of crust fun pizza
1: thank you this is I can't make my own I mean I could theoretically I'm never gonna make my own pepperoni but sausage hang my head on it all right oh you brought napkins because this is not your first part. it's my third rodeo uh it's your fourth counting it is the fourth rodeo you're counting right quarantine no I'm I'm just when it was still you and Mike and we went to the worst barbecue place mm-hmm. in the history of Chicago I totally blanked that from my mind all right can I have a piece we can have all the pieces I'm sending the rest of this pizza home with you because I know oh, you got a growing boy. Yeah, who's, he's in college, but they're still growing at that age. I've got a story about that f-
0: uh, for you later too. It's a good story. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you during the podcast. All right, Look at this. This was made really minutes ago by John
1: Carruthers in the Crust Fund Pizza Kitchen. He walked it out to this redacted alley. Redacted. Mm-hmm. I just want all your listeners to know if they're wa- if they're just doing this via audio. I'm people. I'm pouring buckets of sweat right now off my forehead, just trying not to eat all four corners. You all know how it is. We grew up with this pizza; those corners oh, are. You grab the corners.
0: No, oh, I'm a side guy. I'm a guest. Ooh, okay.
1: Also, I have had several slices of pizza tonight. It was still Pizza Friday with the kids. You know, oh, perfect. This is a lifestyle. It's not just for. It's just not for glamour like this. So again, as far as John Carruthers bonafides go,
0: we came to know him through BanBQ and mm-hmm. those two cookbooks. Uh, this is a guy who knows what he's doing. This is a guy who's also a tremendous writer. I I, I think you're one of the funnier people I know in print in media, period. <laughs> what are we what are we tasting here? Because this there's a little bit of uh little bit of heat hidden underneath all this. I
1: put a little bit of Aleppo pepper on it, right? And usually so you get your crushed red chili flakes mm-hmm. on pizza. I didn't put that all over because it's a very personal thing. That's your Mm key level. I agree. This is kind of a warm chili that has a lot of like fig and date and raisin flavors to it, almost like a dried fruit. And just a little bit of warmth that doesn't ever kind of tip over into like, oh, it's too hot.
0: The sausage is delicious. I mean, that's my preferred condiment, period.
1: God, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I lucked out. I'm like, I've eaten pork with this guy, right? Because I try to be very select, I, mm-hmm. I'm very cognizant of people's diets. I've got a vegan pie, like I will, mm-hmm. for people who don't eat pork, sub out, you know, like turkey pepperoni or stuff like that, or beef pepperoni. Oh God, but I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure I've eaten pork with dudes. So.
0: <laughs> this pizza, I, I wouldn't say, that, just say, say this for the sake of saying it. This is outstanding. Let's talk about the crust, because I think that's one of the more memorable things about it. It's... Mm-hmm. it's it's perfect. It's, it's the right crispness.
1: Thank you. So, it's
0: flavored really well. I mean, it's it's a little sweet. It's, it's really good.
1: I'm glad you like it. I So part of the reason I thought that, that Tavern-style pizza was the thing to hone in on, like, other pizzas, like New Haven, you know, New York, Neapolitan, like, that pizza is the event. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And this pizza was always an event for us growing up, but it was the background color. Like, the event was the party. The event was getting together with friends. The event was watching a game. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just had the perfect pizza to do it. But it never took an 800-degree oven or having to seek out a place. Like, you can make this, and places are still making this in Chicago, with the same ovens they yes. bought, you know, with the liquor license in 1952, you know? it's. I, it's I, I
0: went to La Rosa in Skokie, and I swear to God that oven has been there. Yeah, since the Honeymooners was on it's, TV, uh,
1: Marie Marie's is my place. You mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. just west on Lawrence from Redacted, <laughs> and uh, it's that place. The largest pizza they have is 14 inches, and I'm like, that's totally an equipment thing. Marie's is a frozen in time yep. gem of a treasure, and you can totally see just the place play out over the years through like their menu options. Like, no problem to have you know eight kinds of pasta, but you know the pizza oven's only so wide. That's what I think is exciting. Like this is eminently achievable for the home cook if you want to go ahead and get super obsessive. And I wouldn't recommend it. You don't want to be me, but you can do it. Real, real directly with enough um, unhealthy habits. This is not a pizza I would ever want to share with someone. I would be unwilling to share this with
0: people. So I'm gonna step out then. Yeah, uh, this is, <laughs> and because the crust is so thin and so light, I mean, I could I could tear through this. Okay, do you want a little insight on this? Like,
1: this is, we could talk shop. Mm -hmm. I, everyone uses mixers. Everyone, everyone, everyone uses mixers. Back when I was still making a lot of New York pizza, because I've pizzaed around the world Mm -hmm. there, you know, Uh, I used to use a food processor to kind of kickstart just the yeast uptake Mm -hmm. and just kind of pop the lid off the containers I was fermenting in. And I do this with tavern pizza. So I make one, I can get about four of these crusts. In the food processor at a time i've run around a couple at a time You maybe like eight you know at a time and do that let it cold ferment i do it for 72 hours on average i've gone up to a week i've gone up to just like a day but you just give it a little time and then it rises up you punch it back down warm it up punch it back down and then you just roll it out soup like this is this is not something you have to toss over your head you look i, I rolling pin this and i am sure. a. Not a professional, I'm a semi-professional here, and it, this is how you get this thing. Like the the real professional places use dough sheeters, which is kind of how you make you know croissants and pastries. Mm-hmm. You just feed it right through. It's a big ass pasta machine. This is something anyone can do. That's why I really fell in love with the style. Uh, again, that warmth. Really. Aleppo chilies. So you know, g- let me give a shout out to the the Spice House in Evanston. Mm-hmm. They are not a sponsor, but they have some of the freshest, best chilies, and I just I just buy them because they're amazing.
0: I get my cinnamon from there.
1: Yeah, that gets Ceylon cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids are gonna be totally spoiled. No we doubt. make like their oatmeal and pancakes, and it's like true ground Ceylon cinnamon. It's like eight dollars a jar. I'm like, damn, i really raising the kids on some bougie pancakes. <laughs> Let's talk about the cheese. It's not just straight mozzarella, right? It is. I use more parmesan than your average bear. If I was a restaurant owner looking over a balance sheet, I might cut back on it. Mm-hmm. But it is real block grated mozzarella. The secret is never ever get any pre grated pizza uh, cheese if you really want a nice pizza. Right, it is aged mozzarella. Like I'll go between twenty four and thirty six months depending on what's on sale. Let's be honest. And uh, I full fat Wisconsin low moisture mozzarella, can't. and that is something that's a lot easier to find here in the Midwest than it would be on the coast. Oh yeah, but you can't go with the part scam because it, it forms that that you know, shell mm-hmm. and you can't go with the pre-graded because it's got anti-caking agents and it forms the shell. Like you just got to, you got to grate yourself some full fat, good Wisconsin mozzarella. And that's, that's a secret. This is legit. Are you really not going to have any? I am. I've been eating from here. Um, no, please help yourself. I am gonna bring the rest of this home. For, you, for, yeah, you just go nuts on it. For, for my, I want this is for you to enjoy for my aging foodie, and I, I Con, want to talk about that in a consider second. Consider me, yeah, consider me your like wise and Italian grandmother, and that like, oh no, I don't want to eat. I want I know, you to I, eat I, way I too much. I had considered you that
0: even yeah. before this started.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I shouldn't have appeared on the podcast first and just insisted on reading Stregonona start to front, you know, start to finish. It's, it's a weird energy. I thought it was kind of an Andy Kaufman thing, but you know. right, the one aspect we haven't really talked about is the sauce. Sauce is good. Sauce is cooked sauce in pretty much every tavern-style pizza of note. Um, You know, you you talk about some coastal pizza, and there's nothing wrong with this, but, like, a lot of recipes are just, like, you know, throw some spices in, hand-crush your tomatoes or mill them or process them, whatever, and then, boom, you got a good, bright tomato sauce. I think that the sauce really hangs with tavern-style and out-punches its weight class because you get that good umami, you get that cooked sauce flavor. There's tomato paste. There's a lot of herbs. Um, you know, it's something that you stir to not burn. I mean, it's almost like developing flavors over a pasta sauce over a little less time. And then I always make this ahead, cool it down, and let the flavors just mingle. And then I taste it again. And it always, like the most key ingredient in this thing is vinegar. Good really? vinegar. Mm-hmm.
0: It's delicious. Is that where the sweetness is coming from that I'm tasting?
1: probably a lot of it like there's red wine vinegar and that's finished with a little bit of sherry vinegar but there's like umami in there too there's some fish sauce there's some marmite there is you know just that long cook every time I've cooked with fish
0: sauce I, I made the mistake of smelling it first That'll that'll steer you away from doing. You, you
1: really just gotta you gotta get right with it, you know. <laughs> and then you gotta never ever tell your family about. It. My grandmother loves my pasta sauce so much, mm-hmm. and I'll never tell her for the rest of her life that the reason she likes it is because I back it up with fish sauce. Mm-hmm. She's like, "This is amazing! How do you make this?" I give her the recipe, but I leave one thing out because I know if I tell her, you know, it'll be like, you know, turning your back to Babylon and then you just pillar of salt. She'll totally turn into a pillar of salt.
0: Now that you mentioned the parmesan, I'm tasting it. You know how, like, when someone tells you to focus on something, mm-hmm. then you're finally able to identify? I just tasted it. It's just such a well-balanced flavor for I a mean, profile. C-
1: consider me your, your uh, unbearable jazz critic friend, you know? I'm like, listen to the notes here.
0: Wow. All right, let's cover that up.
1: Okay. Let's protect that.
0: I, I, I say I'm going to bring it home, which I will.
1: No, I'm just excited. I'm excited that I can gesture more with my hands. You know, you've met me. I'm a very animated yes. talker.
0: Oh, I, I talk with my hands all the time, too. Not all of that's going to make it home. I want to be clear.
1: Oh, I have a, I have a, a repeat customer now who lives in um, Woodlawn, and he comes up with his wife, and they try to save it. It hasn't made it to Lakeshore Drive yet. No, there's no way. That'd be
0: irresponsible. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, so the book. Let's talk about the book. because let's do it. Currently on Kickstarter. Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> Can we preface this by saying that I find this as silly as as anyone listening would find this silly? It's not silly because because of the
0: charity angle. I mean, the pizza, the the, the book, all great stuff, but you're doing this for local charities. And I think, especially emerging out of the past year, we all want to do right by each other. There's mm-hmm. an, an increased commitment to being right with the world. And that's what you're doing. So the, the Crust Fund pizza thing, that's happening every month. Nachos and lager is the Instagram. This book, this is, I'm, I can't believe how quickly you turned this around, to be honest with you. I really really
1: like how you had to move the pizza napkins. That was a very organic (laughs) food show moment.
0: It really is. Pizza for everyone. This book, I I guess, explain, I know how it came about. Explain how it came about.
1: Yeah, you kind of got some inside baseball because you're in it, but uh, this was, I don't know, you know, like you're a dad, you understand that when you have kids, and there's a hobby, and you become just obsessed with it. It's not even that you can do it all the time, but when you're not doing it, you want to think about it. You want to like mm-hmm. soak in it. You want to just absolutely drive your family insane with the way you want to just orbit around this idea. And that was this. Like, like say, collecting records. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it's, it's just a compulsion thing. But, uh, you know, my family used to make these... You know the the comb bound Kinko's run cookbooks for our family. Reunion. I think every
0: family has them sitting somewhere. Yeah.
1: on a shelf. And it's like you know the the church has made them, the mm-hmm. schools made them, uh, and I was I'm about to get just real deep here with just how insanely I thought this. but like everything's digital now. Fundraising is gone past that. Mm-hmm. People don't print or offer these bindings anymore. You can't even get this something right. like this runoff at what is now FedEx office. It's, like, extinct. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there one day, and I'm like, you know, I you know, my background's a writer, as an editor, and I'm like, I would really love, like, I'm just sitting here staring at these old church-found cookbooks. I still buy them from the garage sales in the neighborhood when I find them. And I'm like, wouldn't it be great if someone did that again? And like, why not for pizza, you know? Why not? Especially, like, this started when it was coming up on fall and winter, and I'm like, I know I can still make pizza, but, like, got to shovel myself out. That's fewer pizzas every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'm okay as a pizza maker. I'm okay as a writer. My real skill is in bothering people. So I bothered people and said, hey, please be in this book. Okay, first of all, you're being self-effacing. You didn't bother anyone. You just said, hey, here's a cool oh, idea. You so many people. Uh, but the idea was I came together and I said, hey, you know, an essay on pizza, a recipe on pizza, a piece of art if you're an artist, and we are going to absolutely commit to just doing it supremely old school and sticking to our guns and making an actual church cookbook like this is probably if i'm being honest the best church cookbook of the year because there are no other ones Uh,
0: this is fantastic and it's a pizza book it's essays about pizza it's recipes it's pizza adjacent recipes and it's from some heavy hitters in chicago food yeah and some heavy hitters in chicago i mean peter seagal wrote an essay in here, uh, basically encouraging us all to, <laughs> to,
1: forsake, to forsake Deep Dish. It's a very, I mean, he's an East Coast guy. Uh, I mean, not for years, but he was born on the East Coast. Very East Coast point of view. Here's the hilarious thing. Everyone thinks this was like, you know, because it's, it's put in there and it says paid advertisement on the top. Everyone's like, oh, it's a very cheeky, self-effacing thing to do. You know, you get Peter Sagal to, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, a famous. Have, I say Sagal. Famous... <laughs> oh, no, I I just assume you've seen him do aikido on Tommy Lee Jones in the nineties. That's right. Uh, but you get hit, you know oh it's really cute that you like put that like an like a rich guy advertorial in the eighties in the New York Times mm-hmm. when everyone's like you know give Wall Street more money this city is dying of crime and uh, no Peter Segal just legitimately emailed me I was like I would like to buy an ad and I'm like what do you want to do he's like I would I like to write a screed and I'm like okay I didn't realize I thought the ad was BS he absolutely wrote me a check and mailed it to my house for that. That's amazing. Of all the people of all the people in this book, one of the most famous people had to buy his way in. It's silly. I hope he doesn't hear this. I totally would have I, let that guy skate on that bill.
0: I hope he doesn't hear it either because I totally biffed his last name, which is like that's the kind of thing as a broadcaster will haunt me probably for another week or so.
1: Oh, you should just you should just, you know, pop, you should just do a drop in, like how, uh, I keep saying redacted, uh-huh. and I keep saying my address. But you've been Seagull. popping in just redacted, yeah, yeah and like it's it's flawless. You should just do that with him. So on Kickstarter, you've been crust, you've been crust funding, you've been crowdfunding.
0: <laughs> been <laughs> doing both. You can use that. You've been crowdfunding the second pressing of this book, and you hit your mark. I, it was a very modest goal, to be honest. I mean, you, that wasn't surprising. You hit it. It was enough quickly.
1: for one hundred and fifty copies.
0: Uh, so, you've last I checked, I think I checked right before I left here, it was at 9,000 ish. And I think
1: the goal was 2,500. Yeah, 2,300. It was, well, I, and you know, Block Club. So, I was selling out of these books like faster than I thought. And I just, you know, I just paid for the first run, but like, I don't have another check because that was my money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, Block Club was going to do a story. I'm like, oh, this is totally going to sell it. So, I started a Kickstarter just to be like, okay, like, I got to work the next day. Yeah. Like if the story go they told me the story's gonna go up, I'm like, oh the story goes up, like here, here's a Kickstarter, you just throw that link in, and if like people if it says sold out on my site, just go over to the Kickstarter. And so like I turned that on at like, I don't know, it was like nine o'clock at night or something, went to bed, got up, fed my kids, got on the bus, went to work. Before I got off the bus to go to work, that thing was fully funded. It was why it was less than twelve hours. That's awesome. And again, this is the charitable angle, it this is a no brainer for Kickstarter.
0: So you get a copy of this book and then know that all the, all the overage, I mean, it's not going to, to build a new edition on this house in this redacted neighborhood. Yeah. It's no. going to these charities.
1: It is. I'm not allowed to say that on Kickstarter, but that is absolutely what I've promised all the contributors and will provide receipts for the backers.
0: That's awesome. Although I don't think anyone would ever call you on that. I
1: No, I know. I'm just saying like, I had originally had a line in there like, and all the overage will go to these places mm-hmm. and Kickstarter was like, no, no, no. Like, Products, experiences, and I'm like, it's fair because you see those Kickstarter horror stories, and you're like, you're right. I would see where you just want to promise a thing, right? But right. Not a well, whole ethos. So let's talk about this book I- again. You didn't bully anyone. You didn't
0: cajole anyone. You just, you just asked. You asked me. You said, you
1: yeah. Just because I'm physically unable to bully anyone doesn't mean I don't have emotional levers to pull. I find that very ableist of you, James.
0: <laughs> I think it's the truth. I mean, you're a writer. You read a lot. Um, the back 20% of any book, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, uh, cookbook, a book like this, the most compelling content of the entire book. I'm on page one
1: <laughs> I knew you were going
0: there. <laughs> I'm on page 170
1: right? right before the credits One not <laughs> right before the credits and with the best original with the best original illustration of the entire book.
0: Uh, so the article Nickelback pizza.
1: Still pretty good. And look at that. There's a Chad Kruger made out of figures. I mean, this is some real, like, 1995 AOL stuff. Oh my God. I didn't realize it's. No, yeah, that's like straight up, like, message board style. The word pizza. It's Chad Kruger's
0: face made out of the word pizza. Yeah.
1: Mm. I like this even more. We're playing, yeah, we're playing chess
0: with this thing holy crap so like i said lots of major heavy hitters uh our mutual friend hot doug wrote an essay in here mm-hmm. he was by for a
1: pizza last night oh really he was
0: he has nothing else to do
1: he was no pro- he's retired he's i have never seen someone have her to not work and i absolutely applaud him for it my most fervent wish is to not work one day i i love you know I, we just
0: or i just tried the sausage pizza you made and i'm thinking this is fantastic you share your secret. I mean, you
1: you put it out there. You, oh God,
0: yeah. You you led other others to, or you're
1: leading people down the path. I mean, was, James, if I can do it, there's nothing unattainable about it. This is I please accept these as the guidances of a thoroughly mediocre guy who Stop is it. very enthusiastic. But so your recipes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had Chef Jason Gilmore of Cobra
0: Lounge. He's been there from the beginning. I just had him on the show a couple nights ago. And it's funny because we're talking about the different soups and Chicago-centric things he's made for Cobra, like the Italian beef soup and the hot dog soup. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, are you going to keep going down the Chicago road? Will there be, like, a shrimp Dijon? He's like, well, I did a recipe for John Carruthers'
1: Pizza for Everyone book. It's my mushroom Dijon. Oh, my gosh. And, like, that's—you ask a guy like—you know, I used to ask Jason. I I asked a lot of people who I had never, like, met Mm -hmm. or, you know, edited or cooked with or anything— but when I was asking Jason, I've cooked with Jason before, and I'm like, I'm asking a Chicago guy for a Chicago thing, and I know he's going to absolutely deliver, and he killed it. Have you been able to make it? Yeah. I, oh, I'm a big mushroom fan. I that love was one it. of the first ones. I didn't, like, I didn't Bon Appetit test kitchen everything, but I'm like, Jason's is going in the hopper. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I was, to me- I was trying to, you know, mix it up with the air fryer. Very nice, Uh, Natalie Slater, another
0: former guest of Carcon Carne. Oh yeah, uh, one of the city's, if not Midwest, most
1: outspoken vegan. That was a big. That was a big get. Yeah, I mean that really was for her to give like three recipes. She's like, hey, I got three. Is that okay? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, well, I guess I guess we can tolerate that low level of output. That was huge. I mean, she, you know, she's worked with Upton's and like Mm -hmm. I'm a huge Upton. I have a lot of vegan family members. Like I might trafficking a lot of meat but like vegan cooking is some of the most exciting stuff happening in Chicago yeah so she has a recipe in there for a vegan crust Mm -hmm. and what else three different vegan pizzas one's like a madras lentils one is a um a brunch pizza and I'm blanking on the third but like it's all with this great like short crusty biscuity pizza dough it's it's so good and like you know it's the ethos pizza for everyone we got vegan stuff in there joe joe hale who works for Alarmist brewing but also has his own amazing vegan blog like vegan pizza puffs like yes I, yes this is, we're all throwing, we are all the same we are pizza eaters we're not meat eaters and vegetable eaters we are pizza eaters and see this is kind of
0: the the overarching thought behind the essay i wrote for the book and it's funny i I, you can read the essay you should uh get the kickstarter sign up for the kickstarter make sure you reserve your copy of the second pressing the things i said in that essay were echoed throughout the book Mm -hmm. basically i mean without even really realizing it i think i played right into the name of the book
1: yeah I think you did. And, like, your fellow radio veteran, Brian Noonan, talking about just waking up on top of a Domino's pizza box with regret. Like, he was going through a little bit of therapy there. That was good (laughs) stuff. (laughs) He was. And
0: as far as foodies go, you've got Jim Graziano. uh,
1: Oh, my gosh, that guy.
0: Fantastic. From J.P.
1: Graziano's. The finest sub shop in the land.
0: Period. Uh, And he said it. Pizza is a perfect way to taste real Chicago. That's true.
1: That's true. I mean, it is. That, that, I mean, it's it really is. It's ever like whatever you love about pizza. I love what you love, even if it's not what I prefer. Like pizza for everyone was just a catchier title than be nice to everyone, you bastards. Exactly. But you know, if we have a volume two, maybe that's the subtitle.
0: Uh, going back to Peter Sagal, I, I wrote down this quote because I thought it was fantastic. Again,
1: his oh my god, that thing is just one big quote farm. It totally is. Like that's yeah, the dude went to Harvard and he doesn't. Like you could totally pull it out of there. Like, oh, this is like I get I get why the Ivy League education costs that much. So again, his mission to end deep
0: dish. <laughs> Just please don't eat deep dish. Or if you do, then quickly go see Second City, go to the top of the Sears Tower, or whatever you people call it now, and then get back on the road because clearly you don't belong in Chicago. You wouldn't appreciate it.
1: Oh my! God. And you know, like that was the closest. I'm a big Fraser fan. And Dr. Frazier Crane isn't real, so I couldn't ask him to contribute an essay. So we have the next best thing That's in here. It.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's uh, it. Also, there's I do
1: like how he's crapping on the Second City. I'm like that thing's like the comedy incubator for the nation. What do you What do we you, you hate? Fun? That's right. Um, there's a piece in there about pairing pizza and beer. Yes, yeah, Shanna Solarte, one of the most creative beer writers and, like, food... Like, she ties everything together about beer in a way that never makes you feel like you're being talked down to. You know, like, I know I know you're not a, a beer a big beer guy, but you get... Yeah. You know how well, beer people talk you, about... to you, John Carruthers, no one's a big beer I'm guy. I'm just saying, you know how you beer people talk for about a beer? beer. But sometimes I don't like craft beer. A lot of times they're talking about I don't like a specific attitude. And she doesn't have any of that. And she speaks to beer better than anyone. And, like, man, what's more... What's more beer than pizza in terms of, like, what we're just experiencing sensorily? Um, Your life partner, Jesse Valenciana, Mm -hmm. contributes to the book Mexican Pizza. Yeah, and that was right. He wrote that right after Taco Bell took it off the menu, and I feel like like he's having a part in healing the nation here. He is. It came down to him to to pull it all together. Uh, Also, I miss
0: Taco in a Bag. Oh, so much.
1: On Lincoln Avenue. Uh,
0: actually, not far from this Redacted location.
1: Oh, I used to walk there from Redacted. hmm
0: But Pat,
1: competitive food eater, taco-in-a-bag guy, contributes pizza in a bag. so good, too. I used to get that all the time. I was so excited because, like, that guy hates writing recipes so much. And he did it for me. And I'm like, I appreciate that. Like, when I say people gave their time and effort, I don't mean that there was just like a, they tossed off whatever they had. Like, people created original things or went outside of their comfort zone and did it. And it is nice to have a little piece of taco in a bag in there because this was, it was not closed when he started writing mm-hmm. it. So it's like, you got a little bit of, you know, it's like the Jurassic Park mosquito. Like, we got this in amber and <laughs> we just got to not bring it back to life to eat us.
0: See, and taco in a bag, just the concept, pizza in a bag. That's food for us. That that's that's work that's a working class way to describe it. If we were ordering this on Randolph Street, it would be a deconstructed taco or a deconstructed pizza.
1: I am telling you, I and I have I have contended this for years. If Pat would have cut the portion to one thirty fifth the size, <laughs> laid it out on a flat porcelain plate designed by a Crucial Detail and just built those same flavors and textures, do would have a Michelin star by now.
0: Okay. So we agree. And he's Come a
1: flavor on. genius. I, again, we miss the place,
0: but you can make your own pizza in a bag. Uh, this book, let's talk about, I, I think the writing's great. The contributors are fantastic. The recipes uh, are all things I want to try. Let's talk about the graphic design. I, I don't think this book could be what it is without the, the way it's been put together, the, the artistic vision behind it.
1: Oh no! This is Zach Sherwood, old colleague of mine. Design one person designed this entire thing, outside of the credited art pieces, which we were like contributions yeah. still laid out by him. Um, this without Zach Sherwood, the greatest church cookbook pizza designer in the history of Chicago. Oh, clearly. Uh, without him, this thing is just a very dry annual company report. He took it and really got where we were going for in terms of the, the church cookbook ethos. He dove deep into archives, and he made something that is very much present in graphic design and very much the past. And, like, I could not have, when we were planning this, envisioned it turning out as amazing as this. Oh, and this is one of my favorite pieces. The So Mike Sula, A Flavor of Danger, the deep-fried pizza balls. He made this look like a 70s paranoid thriller movie poster from the font yes. to, like, the yes. simple graphic. Like, it is crazy like that's what good design does it really just brings you to a place that you didn't even consider and like then afterwards you can't imagine what it would have looked like without that design here's john scholl's piece deep dish that made chicago was one of the first pieces he designed and that's when we were like oh this thing this thing's gonna be really cool well and this is the same guy who designed the crust fund logo right no the crust fund logo designed by anthony hall uh out of portage park he sells uh shirts underpants what have you under the name Hairbrand, and he is also a great he's a great artist zach's a graphic designer um honestly if anyone's falling down on the job as part of the crust fund organization it's me but <laughs> someone's got to make the pizza someone's got to make the pizza okay
0: so john Carruthers of crust fund pizza the kickstarter goes until the first week of august right sounds right yeah uh and again if you contribute, I think it's like thirty-five bucks to get. 30, am I? am I just pulling these numbers out of my. Yeah,
1: thirty-five to get it locally, forty to get it mailed, and which then you don't a want people to do. Eh, I have completely fallen. Well, down. we've like, had a lot. We've had a lot of very generous people who want it mailed, and you know what? I'm just gonna have a little mailing party. Call my dad over. Call my sister over. Open a few beers, and we're just gonna like we're just gonna have a USPS day. Well. I, I think the name of that reward is the oh god you're really gonna make me mail this or something it like sounds that. Sounds right. Yeah, I I'm love considering that. a new tier. If anyone abroad wants it, and if I can figure out the shipping prices, study abroad. Like if you want it, and you're like in the UK or something. Got it. <laughs> Got it.
0: Uh, so again, if you go to the Kickstarter right now, it's pizza for everyone. Is the book. You can get a copy of the book, which. I, honestly, it's a great read. It, it's not re- not just recipes. It's not just essays. It's everything. It's everything about pizza, and it is about the most local thing you'll read. I, I think we all love reading, hearing about,
1: watching things about the city. We love local. I think that's why I was, you know, it's like over five hundred percent funded, and I wasn't expecting that. Cause I'm like, oh, other people want to have the Chicago vibe. Like that's it. I mean, it, <laughs> uh, people always assume we're talking to ourselves here, and uh, oh, I get it. Apparently, talking to a few other people.
0: Well, and it's, it's local without being smarmy local. You're not talking about the Bean or <laughs> Wrigley Field. I, I have this conversation with other broadcasters all the time. You always know when someone comes from out of the market and is suddenly on the radio. Because it's like, hey, where do you guys go for pizza? So I was walking by the Bean. I couldn't believe it. We were drinking after going to the game at Wrigley. We sat in the bleachers. It, you just know when it's like jive. This yeah. is authentic Chicago. I call, right that,
1: I call that the parachute job It was like someone's parachuting in that's it kind of <laughs> yeah. like the
0: great muppet caper uh when they kick kermit gonzo and Fo- Fozzie out of the airplane <laughs> at the beginning
1: <laughs> yeah. it's exactly that and usually it's on the behest of a, a internet media site that, we will not name that movie by the way
0: really was the beginning of the end for the franchise because after that we got muppets in space
1: was that before that was before muppet treasure island mm maybe Maybe you, might, you might be right.
0: In any event. Garth- anyway, by
1: the time it was Treasure Island, like I was seeing that movie for a buck fifty at the second run three weeks later, and I'm like, ah oh,
0: Well, the, the point is, John Carruthers, Crust Fun Pizza,
1: Gonzo can't
0: carry a movie.
1: No. That, that was
0: such a mistake.
1: He can just, no. The only thing he can carry is that chicken, and there's weird stuff going on there's there. There's weird stuff going on there. Again, the point is this. Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Pizza for
0: Everyone. John Carruthers, Crust Fun Pizza. Uh, get this book. It, it is It is. Highly readable. It is very Chicago. It's stuff that you can replicate and enjoy at home. Uh, some funny stuff in there. Some honest, authentic stuff. I, I love it. You can get it, and in the process, support local charity. Support
1: the community, which is which is the whole motivation behind Crust Fun Pizza. Correct. And I mean, this is an endorsement. I should be sick of it by now, and I'm still reading it for fun. <laughs> All right, John Carruthers, Crust Fun Pizza. The book is fantastic
0: get it. It's pizza for everyone. And uh, thank you for watching and thank you for listening.